So are you ready now? How will you know when you're ready? When you stop asking me and just do it. Okay, well, I've already got it recording. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so this is our very first episode of a podcast that we've been talking about recording for how many months? Six, probably. Probably about six yeah. months, yeah. What's taken us so long to get it started? Mostly uh, nerves, I would say. Do you really think so? I don't know. Is it nerves or is it just um, life continually beating us upside the head? Come closer to me so that your volume, like we're, we're sure that your voice is being picked up on this. Oh, room. I'm sure my weird voice is being picked up on your phone. Okay. I just want to be sure. I don't want to have to do this over again. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did ask me how many chances do we get? Or how many shots do we get? And I was like, one. Okay. I don't want to have to eat my words on that. Yeah, that would suck. All because... Why do you think... All because a professional podcaster forgot to tell you to be close to the microphone. Oh, here. Let's move the microphone closer to... Right there. Now you're going to make scuffy sounds in the in the audio. Well, this is all a learning experience. So just... <laughs> we can move it one time, but okay. we can't do that to the listeners Well, I'm again. not the professional here. You are. Okay. So why do you think we haven't done anything until now? I gave my opinion. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I think, honestly, I was waiting for specific paperwork. Oh, what paperwork is that? Divorce papers. Oh, okay. Which I finally got, and then I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Now we can do this. So what are, what is this? What are we doing? We're... <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure that we actually know what we are doing, but we just decided that we are going to do something together, and that it was going to be about relationships because we are experts yeah at relationships yeah experts at the the uh entire life cycle of relationships (laughs) um so on that note i guess then we can talk about what makes us so experty at relationships yeah like like what what our uh, credentials are yeah I'm being sarcastic, by the way, when I say experts. Yeah, I'm no kind of expert in really anything. Uh, I don't know that I would agree with that. But okay, so what makes you experty? At what? what the we're relationships? About. Yes. Oh, I've been divorced twice. So some people would say that's a bad thing. Yeah. I've been divorced three times. So some would say that's worse. Yeah. Okay, so then why do we have any kind of say on what people should or shouldn't do? Right. I think it's not like we have say on what people should or shouldn't do, but we mm-hmm. have learned so much through the actual like hard experiences um, that we can share with other people. And then they make their own decisions about what they're doing with their lives. So kind of like when you're raising kids and you tell them about the stupid mistakes you made so they don't make the same mistakes. Hopefully. That's the hope. Yeah. Right? I I asked you the other day what your intention was for the podcast, like what you hope people get out of listening to it. And what did you say? Oh, yeah. You're kind of putting me on the spot here because now I don't remember. (laughs) um, Well, good thing I do. Okay. Well, let's hear. What did I say? You said that you wanted to share your experience Mm. So that ultimately people make healthy decisions. Yeah, for sure. And those decisions don't always feel good, right? Even if 
Yeah, oh. healthy decisions are usually not the easy decision. Right. Like going to the gym is not like the easy decision, but it's the healthy decision. They're going to find out that we have a dog, so you might as well just go ahead and talk to her. Well, yeah. I, she is definitely going to insert herself into the conversation at some point. Yeah. Yes. So that's Bear in the background. <laughs> Um, John's emotional support animal. So, oh, wait, let's back up a step. Maybe we should introduce ourselves. Okay. Like, you can share your name and, you know, not your fake name, but your real name, and then... I have to use my real name? Like, a little bit about yourself. How about you go first, so you can show me how it's done, Mr. Oh professional God. Podcaster. <laughs> There's no rules about this. Um, my, my name is Danielle. My legal last name is still Eaton, but it's going to be... <coughs> <clears throat> I thought we got all that out before we started we recording. It's going to be changed to what is currently what what was my birth middle name. So we'll just go we'll just go ahead and make it official that my name is Danielle Angela. It's still weird for me to say. I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I have been divorced twice and started a relationship with this guy, John, J O N, no H. Correct. I hope that's okay no, to share. No, a thin at the end either. No, I really want to add the a thin. There is no a thin. <laughs> um, I've had like, I think like five lives already in my 43 years. Um, I got married when I was uh, 23 the first time, which I think was probably actually older than how old you were when you got married the first time, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was like... If I, if I remember right, I was about 21. I did that whole military idiot starter marriage thing. We can talk more about that. Yeah. Like, we can go really deep into that subject one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know much about that other than what you've briefly said about it. Well, without going too far in the weeds, because we can talk to about it more later, but the military, without meaning to influence people kind of pushes people into marriage it's a long story we can talk about it more later but i fell into that trap yeah yeah and there's a lot more to say about that a lot more okay um i got divorced um for the first time when i was 29 i believe i was 29 yes i was 29 and um (laughs) I started another relationship, you know, with someone else who later became my second husband just, like, a couple of months after um, separating from my first husband. And how can I... I'm, I'm trying to decide, like, how like how do I talk about that second marriage without saying too much, I guess. But, um, Like, before I got the guts to end that relationship, I was pregnant. And then once I was pregnant, I was like, well, now we're stuck together. And we got married, and then we had two more kids. He had an older child from a previous relationship. And so, you know, together we raised four kids. And um, that relationship ended in 2022. So it's been... A year and a half. Mm-hmm. I'd say you should say it just like that. Yeah? Yeah. Like I said, enough but not too much. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. That's good. That's what, you know, you don't want to, we're going to have more to talk about later. So, yeah, since I guess this is getting to know us, um, that's that's pretty. So how did, do? are we going to tell people how we met? <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it. I really, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think the question is, are you okay with it? Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever been the one that wasn't necessarily comfortable. I don't think either one of us was uncomfortable with it. I think the biggest problem is are we worried about um, society as a whole having a problem with how we came together? And see, that's where I just don't... Like, I'm okay with all of that. Like, adults are going to have their own opinion. My only concern is our six children. Yes. And so that's, I guess, maybe a good chance for me to say who I am. Um, John, no H, no Athen. Meaning not Jonathan. Correct. Just John. Even though I want to call him that. And my kids, my youngest calls me John or dad. But I have three kids, um, three marriages, two kids from the second marriage, one kid from the third, uh, 18, 16, and 9, 47 years old. Uh, I'm a... 10-year Air Force veteran, as well as a retired police officer. Uh, So I have done a lot throughout the entire world, but that also means I have a lot of experiences with um, different cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of my three ex-wives are British. Oh my gosh, I didn't even really think about that. Two of the three are British. Yeah, one stayed in England and just went away after we got divorced, like a good ex-wife should. And then the second one... um, we were friends until we weren't, and then we have we recently, about the same time, well, about a year and a half ago, yeah, um, kind of worked things out and became friends again, which has been really good for my two oldest kids, and and I, I'm happy that it happened. Um, my third ex-wife is a whole nother story that we can jump down that rabbit hole and have some fun with that at a later time too. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing that you know we're like delicately navigating is how much to say about certain aspects of previous relationships well my biggest concern isn't so much saying too much but i mean i could do 30 minutes on each of my ex-wives so you know and, and not necessarily all bad but you know, what did I learn from the first one? What did I learn from the second one? What did I learn from the third one? And I think that's what we're doing here is we're learning. We're not, we're not talking crap. We're not like trying to put anybody down, including exes, you know, yeah, um, things like that. Even though uh, I have a lot of negative feelings, especially about my most recent one. But, th- you know, that's also something I learned from and something I have to grow from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And... I'll add to that too that a lot of times I think like the actually like the predominant thought process or belief system if you will is that you need to like resolve all those feelings and like be it you know like completely healed in some way before you start another relationship and I'm just I've I've actually found that to be pretty unrealistic oh and also um you know, I love following the holistic psychologist on Instagram and I send you mm-hmm. posts from her all the time. Um, but she talks about this specifically that 
we heal in relationships. Yeah. Like, like you can sit on an island all by yourself and never be triggered, never get mad, never have to, never have any conflict with another human being, right? Easy, because you're alone. Right. <laughs> but, like, where you actually grow is in a relationship with another person that you can safely do that with. Well, and let's be honest, you, the, everybody's got advice to give on these kind of things. And when I was going through my most recent divorce, people said, oh, you shouldn't date for twice as long as you were married. Well, my last marriage was 12 years. Does that mean I can't date anybody in, for 24 years? <laughs> like, uh, like, come on. Like, these, some of these silly, you know, quote-unquote rules that people make up are just so arbitrary and stupid. And and I agree with you. Like, I, I don't know that I would have, you know, because you and I went through our divorces at a similar time. Mine went a lot faster than yours did. But, it, and, and for the record, our divorces weren't because of our relationship, yeah, not at all. No, no, they were completely um, separate from that. But yeah, I don't but know that. I think we should reiterate that point that even if someone else says, "Oh, yeah, they they got divorced at the, around the same time from their previous partners because they were in a, they started having an affair with each other." That's absolutely not true. That is not true, yeah. But that there are, um, and we, you and I both know there are some people that feel that way. And you know what? Those people are also entitled to their feelings. You're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, they don't know. The truth of the matter is we were very close friends. Um, and we became closer through this whole process. And eventually that turned into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and where we are learning... Uh, where we're healing together, I think. And and I would say that this is by far the most healthy start to a relationship I've had of all my relationships because it's been the most honest. It's been the most straightforward because, I don't know, is it because we're older that we just don't have time to um, BS each other? Is it because we have all these previous experiences? I don't know the answer to that. Yes, and I think... Um Another aspect of it for me, you know, amongst what you've already said is, like, I actually respect you. Mm. (laughs) We were friends before we were anything else. And, um, you know, I always respected your opinion. And you've always said the same thing about me. And I came to you for advice on things. And I, yeah, I don't know. Because I respect you as a human being, like, I want to do the best that I can for you. Yeah, I think I think that definitely goes both ways. And, you know, when I was going through my mess, because I actually went through mine before you went through yours, I you were one of about three people on the planet that I could lean on when mm-hmm. I was going through that big mess. And you were so good about everything. It's not like you had an agenda or anything like that. You were just willing to listen to me, and that, that meant a lot to me. And, and it, it, it helped get through my situation first, and then you had to go through yours, and I think... I kind of return the favor. Yeah. Yes. I mean, to say that I didn't have an agenda is probably not entirely true. But I wasn't aware of the agenda. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might have had a little bit of an agenda. Two of them. Number one was, like, you were so... Um, your self-esteem, your self-confidence was like so destroyed by that experience. And I was like, no, I am not letting you 
do that. I'm not letting you, I'm not letting you like have this happen. What happened in that, in your third marriage and the way that it ended, I'm kind of like leaving out stuff on purpose, I guess. But well, yeah, we'll get um, to that later. Yeah, I I was like, I'm not letting that experience, which frankly, at the time that you were like really distraught about mm-hmm. the marriage ending, we we didn't even know we all didn't know of the truth why it was ending. Right, and that was the hardest part of the whole thing. And you came at me with some pretty hard truths and I wasn't ready for them at the time. <laughs> well. <laughs> it turned out you were right, but. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, hmm. Now I'm like, wait, what were, those, what were those hard truths? Well, let's be honest. You said she's cheating and I said, no, she's not. And well, we all know what happened from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody can deny that that was what was happening. Yeah, but I was I was uh, in I was so far into self doubt and and uh, what's the other word I'm looking for denial that I just I didn't see it. Mm. Even though you and my best friend both told me you guys were sure, that, and I I was sure that that wasn't the case. And well, you know, I was obviously clouded by emotion at the time, but you helped to get me through that. That's the point here. The point isn't to talk about that. The point is to talk about how we helped each other through that. And, yeah. And then, um, so what was the rest of your agenda? Well, I mean, I guess then that brings that brings to light, like, the thing that you were talking about, like, how much are we sharing about the start of our relationship, which I, I'll just, I can talk about it. Like, I'm fine with talking about it. Um, and I think that once I do talk about it, people are, are going to be like, oh, I see why, you know, like... It might make a little more sense once the truth gets out there. Yeah, you know, and some people might hear this who have known me for a long time and be like, not surprised. And other people are, are going to be like, oh my God, she's not who I thought that she was or, you know, whatever. But it doesn't change who you are as a person. No. And, and there's a lot of facets to it too. But one of the things I've learned over the last year and a half, as I share um, the status of my previous relationship with people in one-to-one conversations, it actually then like it gives them permission to be really honest with me mm-hmm. about what they're experiencing. And I've had people tell me some things that I I didn't know. And that, you know, I've known like one person in particular, we share the same birthday. Um, we, you know, we've, we've been friends for a long time and she came to me and she was like, I'm having some doubts about my marriage. And she kind of like alluded to certain things about new friends that she had made that her husband didn't really agree with her hanging out with. And I was like, there's, there's more to this story. So she asked me, um, like, how did I know that it was time to end that marriage, especially having kids and whatnot? I was like, listen, here's the reality of what was actually happening. Here's what was actually going on. And when I shared that with her, then she, (laughs) she, told me, you know, a lot of, um, intimate details about what was happening for her too. So, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, um, attempting to give people permission to be promiscuous or anything like that, but it's more so just about being 
no, honest with each other. Well, and, and isn't that everything in a relationship, though? Like the, my overarching theme in any relationship is just honesty, and and you can do and and as long as the other person's on board with what's going on and is you know you're being honest, you're being straightforward. Really, it doesn't matter what you do inside the relationship if everybody's consenting and agreeing and, and informed, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that was the case, and <clears throat> we're kind of dancing around how we came together. But in your relationship, you were both consenting and informed and in and, and everything. Yeah, so the <clears throat> the short story is that in my second marriage, we had an open relationship and it was an open status from before we were married, actually. And, um, then all through that marriage, um, initially, hmm. Well, actually, I don't remember that this is necessarily true. Cause I was thinking initially, um, you know, like we explored with other women, but I am not into other women, (laughs) Um, not in great detail at least. And so that like, it just never really worked for me. Um, From from how it was explained to me and how you guys kind of presented it to me, it almost seemed like, it always kind of felt like he wanted permission to do what he wanted to do. And by letting you do what he thought, thought you wanted to do that gave right. him that go ahead it always it felt honest but slightly dishonest at the same time well on his not your part but his i would say i don't know that that's true and you can feel free to tell me if i'm wrong but that's how it felt i mean i feel like there's a lot that i could say about that but i don't want this to be about yeah. Speaking negatively of my children's father, so I will exclude those details for now, but, at least. In the future, maybe we'll talk more about it. I don't know, but yeah, right now, uh, I'll just keep it limited to saying, like, yes, we had an open relationship for, like, we were together for 12 years, and our relationship was open for 10 of those 12 years. And initially, you know, um, he wanted to explore with other women and I just I really sucked at that because I just wasn't that interested and then um, kind of every dude though that goes through that phase well yeah maybe I don't I don't know I think I think just about every man out there at some point has tried to convince his significant other to um try that I, I feel like that's a pretty common you know hey Let's have some drinks and try this out and see what happens. And yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And, you know, those were kinds of things that he had done before. I had not ever engaged in um, an open relationship, threesomes, or anything like that um, prior to that point in my life. So, anyway, we, you know, like, I made it pretty clear that, like, having sex with women was just not for me. Um, and, and then from there we had another male in our life for quite a long time, actually about 10 years. And I had been with that person before my second marriage and had been friends with him. 
And, um, yeah. So then like I, I had essentially two male partners for 10 years. Yeah. Long story, which again, I think like I can't really divulge the details of, but it turns out that that person was really, really not a good person. And I kind of knew that for, but you had the safety net of, you know, being married as well. So it didn't necessarily matter how if he was there for a reason. Like, well, it mattered to me because I I just I never like I've I wasn't interested in like a um how can I say? Not not necessarily like no strings attached, but kind of, right? Like I kind of wanted there to be some strings attached. Well, yeah, because you don't necessarily want to be. You know, people will hear open marriage and say, "Oh my God, she's uh, you know uh, promiscuous or whatever." But that does not describe you at all. As a matter of fact, you wanted the ex. You wanted that secondary relationship, as far as I understand, to be almost as strong as what you're what you would. You know, maybe not to the extent of your marriage, but... I wanted there to be honesty. Right. And um, honesty, truth, friendship, respect. Those things were significantly lacking. Right. So, without... We don't need to just make this whole thing all about that. But that's how we came together, right? When I ended that second secondary relationship, if you will. So, we... I was like, well, John's getting divorced, and... Right, and I didn't know anything about it, <laughs> and I would—I had already moved out, and I, my paperwork. As a matter of fact, one of my friends called me on this the other day and said, "Well, did you guys did you file your paperwork before you started messing around and with with Danielle?" And I said, "Well, yeah," and then he's like, "Are you sure about that?" So I had to check myself, and it was actually a one day difference. It yeah. was uh, so the paperwork was already it like, was already in. It just hadn't done. been stamped by the person at the course so i felt pretty good that i told them the truth and and uh but you know, uh, they they basically uh invite you well they not not they you and your ex-husband invite invited me into your relationship and i was uh extremely i would say very careful about how i went about that yeah and i didn't want to become a distraction i didn't want to be anything other than what you guys wanted out of that. I was in this point in my life where I just kind of wanted to do my own thing and, you know, and, but at the same time, I I really I really had a lot of respect for you and honestly, at the time I, I considered him a friend too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, this isn't just about, like, like I said earlier, I'm not just sitting here trying to talk crap about people, but that's how we came together. You guys invited me. We talked at length. And then you guys, I mean, you can talk more about whatever happened later or now or whenever you want to, but it was, uh, it felt safe to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And especially because I knew you guys and I trusted you guys and, and you know, I had a lot of free time, so I was kind of... <laughs> I had every other week to myself, so I was, you know, I was spending quite a bit of time with both of you guys, even including, like, family events and stuff. Yeah. Um, I already knew your kids, and you knew mine, and and, and 
the funniest, well, I don't know, funny, funny weird, funny strange was when my son went to your house to do some work and he said, I don't think that they should stay married or something along those lines. And I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know, they just don't seem right for each other mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I don't think it was very long after that where kind of everything fell apart. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> well, was it though, really? Like looking back on it, I mean, he's a perceptive and intuitive, you know, 16 year old yeah. um, who was 15 or 14 at the he time. Was 15, I think, when, about when that happened. Maybe, yeah. I think actually he no he was fourteen. Was he really? He was fourteen. But he was very sure about what he felt in that yeah. scenario. Yeah, which actually surprised me because I was like, really, like what gave him that indication? But the bottom line was that he wasn't wrong. No, he was dead on, wasn't he? Yeah. And he he tried to explain it to me, but even that he he couldn't even really explain it. So then eventually, when we did start dating they weren't surprised in the least your kids yeah my kids weren't surprised at all no because they knew i liked you and they knew we were friends to begin with so it wasn't a big it wasn't a big step in any direction to Mm -hmm. for us to be together and with our history with our extensive history of marriages and issues and this and that and the next thing all our lessons that we decided that we needed to learn the hard way we coming together were very careful I think about how we did it and how neither one of us were gonna settle for dishonesty and games and things like that and I think that's where we can help people yeah, it just, it's never even been an option for me. Like, not not an option for me in our relationship. And um, right or wrong, I did not feel in my previous relationship that, um, that there was the level of trust that I wanted to be able to feel. And whether that was, you know, his fault, my fault, both of our, whatever, right? Like, that's that was my reality and um that amongst many other things that I wanted to have in a relationship that I had been trying to like force into reality for years uh I just realized like oh actually what am I doing (laughs) why am I doing this and the bottom line at that time was really the only thing I could come up with was like I, I've just been like sticking this out, suffering through it really for the sake of keeping our family in the same home. Yeah. And as hard as it has been for everyone involved to not have, you know, my kids with both of their parents in the same home all the time, um, I just knew that wasn't how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. Well, and there's so much stigma attached to oh my god the kids have to go back and forth between houses and I want them to stay in one house well I, I've i been divorced from my second wife since my two older kids were two and four and they're 16 and 18 now 
so I don't subscribe to that whole oh my god stay together for the kids thing I think that is one of the not necessarily it's it's admirable if you can do it I suppose <laughs> but you also have to be happy and comfortable in your own life you can't just do I mean when parents say I'll do anything for my kids that doesn't mean you have to be miserable every day right yeah um but honestly my kids have have lived a great life even though they go back and forth and and you know they've had good influences and bad influences on both sides of of that relationship but right now their mom is dating a, my best friend and he, he gets along with my kids great and they're having a good time and I'm totally fine with that so maybe sometimes it's selfish to stay for that I don't I don't know but I I think this whole thing we've got to stay together for the kids Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you shouldn't just throw things away that are that are repairable. But at the same time, like it, the kids should not be your dis, <clears throat> your deciding factor to stay together. I, I think that's that's can end up being pretty toxic, really. Yeah, it sounds kind of cliche. I think when I'm listening to you say it, but I but I completely understand what you what you mean, having lived through it myself. You yeah. know, where like. As we talked about our intention for this whole, you know, recording our conversations, yeah. <laughs> um, essentially is like to help people make healthy decisions. And it wasn't a healthy decision for me to stay in that relationship. Right. It was a um, self-sacrificing, almost like self-sabotaging decision to stay in that relationship. It was also selfish of me because a lot of the reason why I tried so hard to avoid divorce after having children was because my own parents had been divorced and it was pretty toxic all throughout my childhood into you know adulthood and I didn't want that for my own kids and when people would say to me well just because you get divorced doesn't mean it has to be like how it was for your parents I would be like there like there's no other option it's going to be that way divorce is going to what ended up happening (laughs) initially (laughs) at least yeah yeah, and and see, I came from kind of an opposite-ish background where uh, bio dad wasn't in the picture, but mom remarried, stepdad, he was there since I was one, but they were super toxic, and I actually wished they would have gotten divorced when I was a kid. I didn't want them together. So I could understand it from the, the point of view where I would have been totally fine if mom would have left my quote-unquote dad back in the day um, but she decided that she was going to stay with him until I graduated high school and then she was going to get a divorce and then she got pregnant again when I was just about to graduate high school and ended up having a kid that w- when I was like just short of 18 and so she ended up staying with him and he passed away but she was miserable for 20 years and, you know, had her exit planned, well, why not just take the exit? I would have been fine. She stayed with them for me to have the closest thing I had to a dad, which when, the whole time I didn't even like the guy. <laughs> so what was the point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, hmm. Um, I guess that, that pretty well sums it up then, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Boy, did we open some old wounds there. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen, though. Yeah, yeah, for real. 
just wait till people actually start listening to this and then they like dm you on facebook or instagram and they're like oh my god when you talked about this xyz i i still relate to that or like they dump their life story on you yeah well i i truly hope that you know if maybe there's a couple people out there that we can help and you know maybe make them feel less guilt for feeling how they're feeling or maybe you know if they they're hanging on to the last thread but they're staying there because of because of the kids or whatever maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is the thing that goes you know what it, it's okay to fail and to move forward and to learn from your mistakes you know everybody always says you learn from your mistakes and move on but it, it kind of feels like divorce people just stigmatize it to say well that's just the end. Well, maybe it's just a mistake that you need to move on from. You need to learn and move on from. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't. I don't really know how to explain it better than that. Yeah. Well, I think what you're. Well, okay. What you're talking about in in my language is um, shifting your timeline. It's like when we avoid making decisions, we just stay on the same timeline, right? Like this is what's expected for your life now because of where you are, what you've done already, etc. But when you make a different decision, it changes your timeline. And the rest of your life is different from that point forward. So for me, for example, staying in my second marriage for as long as I did, um, you know, looking back like, eh, yeah, maybe I should have ended that marriage sooner um, for my own health and sanity. Um but it would have changed the whole rest of my life from that point forward. Well, and you've got three really cool, awesome kids. And, I mean, had you left, one or possibly two of them may not have ever come into fruition. So, you know, at least something good came out of it, right? Yeah. Which is some pretty great kids. And and same for me. I, I'm not necessarily happy about what happened in my life but I got three awesome kids and out of the deal so but I, I also don't let them that control my whole life well yes that's exactly what I was thinking like okay yeah you have three kids I have three kids the kids are all great but they're also this is one of the biggest things I've learned in, in the last year and a half like they cannot be my life because if for no other reason, when you share custody 50-50 and they're gone half the time, if they're my life, I would be dead by now. Like, I would be, I would have been so depressed. I wouldn't have been able to function yeah. if if I continued to let my kids be my whole life well, and they're gone half the time. My my older two at one point, because I've always done week on, week off. And at one point, my older two kind of came to me and they were like, what do you do when we're not here? I was like, I live my life. And they, they almost, it almost seemed like they expected me to climb into a, a sealed box and wait for them to come back. Well, <laughs> no, I... That makes I, it sound like you're a vampire. Right? Like I just crawled into <laughs> a coffin. They buried me until they came back. But, but no, I... Yeah, I am 100% on board with that. And, you know... While you're not enjoying your kids, right? You know, so they go to their dads and you don't have them. Now he's enjoying them and mm-hmm. he's spending the quality time with them. And, and I almost think, and this is going to sound a little crazy, but 
I almost think that you you do you you spend a better quality time with your kids when you don't have them all the time. That's not crazy at all. I'm I'm a far better far more present mom now than I was when I had my kids in my home every day all day. Well, cuz you kind of take it for granted, don't you? Yes, yes, there's that, but also well, I don't know. You know, I, like I've worked from home since 2015. Um, my oldest two had been homeschooled since 2017. The youngest just started kindergarten in public school this school year. So she's too young to technically have been a homeschooled kid. But we had a nanny at home and they were they were home all the time. But, you know, I worked in my home office Um, And when I wasn't doing that, like when our sitter was not there, there was a lot of time that I was like in the same room with them, but not like engaging in activities with them. Mm -hmm. And, and I wanted to be, but I didn't want to be enough that I did it. right? Right. So like I'd be, you know, doing things for work, answering emails, sending messages, whatever needed to be done. But a lot of it was like distracting myself from actually engaging with my kids. Yeah, but it's completely different now. Yeah, I don't work when they're here. Yeah, no. exactly. And and even though we're in this relationship, when you have your girls, I, I don't really... I come around, but I, I'm not like staying the night here and things like that. And you are able to spend some really good quality time and, and do all kinds of good things with them. And, and you know, you guys have your... Uh, certain nights of the week you go to this restaurant and then this night of the week you cook this food and it's really cute and you guys you guys have some really good it seems like you guys have a really good relationship and I'm hoping to eventually become more of a part of that but we also don't want to just completely uproot six kids lives yeah and and make it all about us so we're taking that nice and smooth and easy as we can which has also been a learning experience. Yeah, because it hasn't to, always come there. Hasn't always been very easy. <laughs> no, it has not always been very easy. But we can always talk about that more later. I, I feel like people might have a pretty good grasp on who we are at this point. Yeah. So one last thing that makes us so experty. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of touched on a little bit, but for whatever reason, we just. Both of us, like we have people asking us um, for advice about their relationships yeah. often. 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 Yes. for Like it's almost weird. It, it Yeah, actually it is almost weird, <laughs> but that's kind of how we decided to make this podcast because we were like, well, people are asking us about this stuff all the time anyway. We might as well just like. Let's just put it out there. Yeah. And we're both open enough people that we're willing to just put our stuff out there to see for the world to see and to you know if you want to judge me judge me but it's not going to change what I'm doing so well I mean in regard to my previous relationship status you know being in an open marriage um I I didn't tell anybody that well for a long time in fact you were probably I don't know maybe the like third person I had ever told fourth person maybe yeah and that's including the other person the other <laughs> that, two people yes yeah yeah so I mean I, I didn't I didn't tell anyone 
but I've worked through a lot of my own, I don't know, I guess like, um, shame, guilt, embarrassment, whatever the words are about that actually having been real. Like that was my reality for a decade of my life. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not now. I don't know if that's important for us to say, but well, no, it's and that's not something we're interested in in repeating those mistakes. Um, well, are they mistakes or are they just experiences that we learn from and move forward? Though, yeah, just like what we're talking but about. But for me, it was an experience that I didn't feel aligned with for many years. Yeah, and um, but I kept participating anyway. Yeah, and. And that was something that, like, when when we started our relationship, you know, as, like, single people, if you will, mm-hmm. I, I was, like, really, I think I was pretty clear with you. And oh, you were very clear. You, you were... And I was actually a little concerned that you would want to go back to doing that kind of thing, and I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering that, is that a thing that you need in your life, and... I, I wasn't willing to be a part of that at that point. Yeah. So, um, but the, again, it, what we did is we just put it out out there and here's here's our concerns and this is our opinion. That we were very straightforward about it. And uh, yeah, and, and that's that's where we're at now. Yeah. Okay. So what can people expect from, I, I guess, future episodes? Well, um, I guess it would be, uh, I always, I always joke with my, my kids or back when I was in the military or when I was a cop, I used to, and somebody, something would go very wrong with somebody and I'd look at them and say, what'd you learn? And they'd have to tell me what they learned. And I think that's kind of what I'm expecting of myself here. So maybe I, I look at the train wreck that was, uh, I call them E-Dub 1, 2, and 3. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what did I learn here? What did I learn there? And again, not to just trash on people, but to actually you know, make something good out of something bad and, and maybe to help people and, and to, you know, like you said, making healthier decisions or making the decisions that are right for them. And I'm not telling people what to do by any means because what I do isn't the right choice for somebody else or maybe it is maybe it's not that's for them to decide but I would like people to feel less guilty about their decisions mm-hmm. yeah uh, what are some things you want to talk about in future episodes oh don't settle um, don't uh, boundaries um, honesty integrity boundaries is going to be interesting boundaries is very interesting because considering our conversation earlier today about yeah, we me talked and about this boundaries my my difficulty with setting boundaries with people but i think that's incredibly important just the, the things that from the negative things that have happened what are some maybe some positives that we learned what are some what are some uh you know maybe maybe the the point is you, you know, it, it sounds like we're we're giving people permission to just run out and get a divorce, but that that's not necessarily. I'm not. I'm I'm quite the romantic, and I want relationships to work. So um, maybe we can give people pointers on, hey, this is what did work, even though, you know, or uh, you know, what's working for us, or you know, how 
how did I go from not being on speaking terms with my older mm-hmm. kid's mom to now we're friends again kind of thing? Like, I think friends is one thing. But like, we we spent Thanksgiving and Christmas with yeah. her. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, um, it's almost like extended family, yeah. really. And so I guess how to... How to get from there to there, and you know, I, I don't necessarily know that I have all the answers for that, but I know how it worked for me. Yeah. And maybe that's a more realistic expectation in a relationship for somebody that the marriage is maybe not exactly where they want to be or not not healthy for them, but maybe they can go into you know the go through a, a you know the divorce. Oh my God, it's the end of the world. But no, maybe it's not. Maybe you guys can still be friends. That kind of thing is what maybe I, you know, give people options, give people, you know, different outlooks. Am I making any sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think one of my, one of the things I really want to talk about is like how to know when to stay or when to go. Because that's a thing that we see with so many people um, who come, you know, to either of us and ask us questions. That's usually the question that they're asking is like, I don't know if I want to stay in this relationship. How do I decide? Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. Because uh, yeah. one of the people that's coming to me and asked me that question a bunch of times, how many times did I tell him to stay? And now I said, I think it might be time to be gone. Right? And that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And I think he's a lot happier now. He's scared. But he's he's doing it, and he's being he's setting boundaries, and he's doing the things that we we're talking about here, and it, I think he's moving forward in a pretty healthy way. I think in the next episode we should talk about our friendship before our romantic relationship. Oh, we're gonna open that can of worms. Because, huh? <laughs> yes, because um, one thing we haven't said is that we. If you're if you're looking for people to listen to who are going to speak the woke language, you're in the wrong place. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So um, while we acknowledge that transgender people exist, and like neither one of us has um, any bias against transgender people, we're going to be talking about men and women in relationship with each other. Um, Oh, and in relationship is just uh, whatever your relationship is. I don't care if you're man and man, woman and woman, transgender, transgender. It doesn't matter to me. A relationship still, relationship still two people together. Yeah. And that's, but when I'm speaking of a relationship, I'm I, of mine. It's man and woman. That's that's how I live my life. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I can't. Well, yes, my heart wants to be inclusive. Like, I can't speak to what it's like to be um, in a same-sex relationship or non-binary relationship because yeah. I've never done that. No, me either. But, you know, I think that some of what we will talk about can be universal. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what your gender outlook or whatever you want to call it is. Yeah. So political correctness is not going to be a part that of is. our dialogue, and we're not even going to pretend like we're trying to do that. No. Um, so I just want to, I wanted to make sure that we gave that disclaimer, um, because 
if we just bite that bullet now, we'll save ourselves a lot of yeah. Let's just get um, it out of the way. Issues in the future potentially with people that are like, but you, um, you didn't make me feel included. But we're not trying to make everyone of every type feel included because we we it's just not even a realistic expectation. And is it my responsibility to make people feel included? This is a voluntary process. You can either listen or not. Right. And <laughs> if you don't want to listen to me, then don't. There's no yeah. need to announce your departure. How do they say it's not an airport? You don't need to announce your departure. Yeah. So you know what? If you don't like what we're saying, then don't listen. If you do like it, then hopefully we can help you out a little bit. Or maybe we can be somewhat entertaining. And yeah. We'll teach you that Bear knows how to speak. We're So in our next episode, we'll talk about our political leanings in more detail then. Because yes. that was how we came to know each other. Yep. Um, through political advocacy. And another disclaimer... Um, but again, the next episode will weed out some people, perhaps. Uh, we're unapologetically American. Yes, very much. <laughs> How else would you phrase that? That's, that's, that's pretty much the be-all, end-all. Like, uh, yeah, America. Yeah, you've lived in other countries. I have yeah. not. I've lived in Missouri my entire life within like a one-and-a-half-hour radius um, of you know the same area. But you've lived in other countries and you've experienced other other cultures. Well, not just other countries, but I've experienced other cultures around the United States from yeah. the different places I've lived. Yeah. And I've been to more than half the states and uh, as far east as Kuwait and as far west as California and uh, most of the places in between there. So, yeah, I, I, I have some pretty good insight on how the world works, but everybody tells me my eyes are lying to me but you know I, I, I know what I've seen and I know what I've gone through so well I mean we all have we all we all have bias right mm-hmm. like we all have bias yeah um, but my bottom line is that while we have a lot of problems in this country it's still the most free country yeah. that you could possibly live in on the planet and it's a privilege to be here yes. that many people, um, I mean, there's a lot that I could say about this. I'll, I'll try to keep it short, but like yeah, we'll people are being time. conditioned into, um, into not being grateful for what we have here. Well, yeah. And when, oh my God, you're, you're, you're opening up a Pandora's box, box with me. And we just put do, the lid back on the box. Let's just close and we'll talk about this next <laughs> time because I have a lot, and you know very well, I have a lot I can say about all this stuff. So yeah, um, I think we'll save that for later. Okay. All right. So do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? I think my co-host did a fantastic job. <laughs> it's weird for me because I'm not like... I, I don't like to lead in relationships, romantic relationships, per mm. se. I like for you to be the leader, you know, and yeah. like I kind of follow, except for when we're walking because I walk faster than you. Well, it's because, yes. Oh, and then, yeah, you like to be behind me. Right. Um, okay, <laughs> but um, like getting this done and like, doing the things that that are required to record and create a podcast from start as it's uncomfortable for me because i'm like but i i want you to just like show me the way or like well, yeah but you're the you're the expert here and i don't know that anybody would listen to this and not think that we're at least 50 50 so probably yeah yeah 
Yeah. I guess I just, I don't, I've been podcasting for eight years and I don't, I don't feel like an expert. I've been podcasting for how many minutes? 50, it's just 56 minutes right now. Oh there my you go. God. That's uh, 26 minutes longer than we said we were going to do. It the first <laughs> so let's call it a day before everybody gets bored and gives up on his first try. Okay. So join us for the next episode because it's going to be, um, it's going to be about politics oh. and and then also relationships. I'm sure we'll be able to weave the, to- the two topics in together. Oh, yeah, for sure. But really, it's going to be like storytelling oh. more well, well, so. Yeah, than- we can also talk about how, wow, can you be together if you don't agree on politics? No, I'm a no for that. Uh, well, yeah, me too. All right, moving on. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm.